Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Chapter 15, Pressure. It was spring break in Forks again. When I woke up on Monday morning, I lay in bed for a few seconds, absorbing that. Last spring break, I'd been hunted by a vampire too. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight and Quarantine. Before we get into today's episode, we just want to say that this chapter has a lot of references to self-harm, and then it also covers suicidal ideation and a version of domestic abuse. And because this is a comedy podcast and a place that we hope that you come to escape and have just a little bit of joy in your life, we are not going to be giving explicit advice about those topics other than to say, Bella, you have severe depression and I would like for you to seek medical attention. If you are having thoughts of self-harm or in an unsafe living situation, please reach out to somebody who you can trust, whether that is an organization like Crisis Text Line or a local organization near you. There are a couple of resources in this episode description, but for the rest of the episode, it's just going to be your regular Twilight and Quarantine. Julia, should we jump into our 30-second recap? Yes. So I'm a little apprehensive about this one, and I'm not sure quite why. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. It's spring break, and... Bella is spending a lot of time at Le Push. She goes to Billy's and it's awkward and she goes to Emily's and it's also awkward and she hates seeing Sam and Emily's PDA. Then she has a conversation with Jacob and they're like snuggling and they're touching each other and they hold hands and she goes and walks on the beach a lot. And then she goes to go cliff diving with Jacob and he's not there. So she decides to go by herself and she jumps off a cliff and she hears Edward's voice and then she's pulled into the undertow and almost drowns or does drown. TBD. Major TBD. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Would you like to recap? I would love the opportunity to recap. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, go. 
So Bella's like, I hope this doesn't become a tradition. And she has to hang out with Billy a lot, which is really awkward. And Charlie loves cake. And she's studying for a calculus test. And then she and Jacob are going to go cliff diving. Nobody comes. So she hikes up by herself. And it's raining and it's really, really cold. And she thinks she's going to do the lower jump, but she doesn't. She does the higher jump. And while she's being pulled down by the undertow, she can hear Edward's voice a lot. And she's like, do you know what? I just want to stop trying. I And then says, I love you to Edward. But I imagined her even in that moment of distress going, I love you. To Edward? Mm-hmm. I imagined it being a whisper. And I imagined Edward doing it in doo-wop. Oh, wow. Keep fighting. Keep fighting, Bella. We're going to have to come up with a whole album at the end of this podcast. Uh, we don't have to come up with anything. Edward wrote the album. We're just going to have to lay down the tracks. <laughs> Breaking news. Bella's dead. Yeah, she also died in Twilight, too. So another recurring theme. Yeah, I think that what we are supposed to believe on some level is that she is so predisposed to being a vampire that, like, she already has some vampire qualities. Like, we've talked about before that she can see the future a little bit. We've talked about before, like, in this chapter, we find out that she can control Jacob's mood a little bit. She makes him happier, which is, like, put off him becoming a werewolf. And she always runs cold. And now we find out basically that she's immortal because she survives death at least twice. So I don't think it's going to turn out that she's been a vampire all along. But I think that this is a very compelling argument that she should make to Edward to turn her into a vampire. She'll be like, I am predisposed for this. I have a pre-existing vampiric condition. I think it also could be argued that every near-death experience is like, a higher power offering Edward the chance to change her. It's like, see, she keeps dying. Time to act. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, which at a certain point becomes like risky. Yeah. Like he's the bad guy for not turning her into a vampire. What about you? Do you have any breaking news? Oh my God, we didn't do the song. Do, do, do. My first piece of breaking news is that Bella is totally a physical touch love language person. She loves to snuggle. Did you notice that? Yeah. She loves to snuggle so much that I would say she's a little bit leading on Jacob. Yeah. And Mike agrees with you. I know. Well, that was going to be my moment of genuine enjoyment. Mike calls Bella out. I don't like the way that he generalizes it and is like, women are cruel. I'm like, not all women, not all girls, whatever. Just say it. Bella. <laughs> Bella is cruel. Well, last time when Mike was like, is that Cullen kid your boyfriend now or whatever, we were really hating. And this time when it's like, is Jacob your boyfriend? No, women are so cruel. We're kind of into it. I think it's none of his business. Like Bella has rejected him. He needs to move on. And like, I sort of do think it's as simple as that. But once they have the conversation, he says... That guy is head over heels for you. And she says, I know. Mm -hmm. And she has just said, you know, we're not together in the technical sense. I spend most of my time with him, though. And so he's like, that sucks. Oh, I think she's leading him on. I agree. Yeah. But you don't but like also, that I Mike think, calls her out. Yeah. I mean, Mike is always up in other people's business. Like, no wonder he and Jessica broke up. <laughs> 
like a huge snoop and talk about like being hung up on people. Mike is so hung up on Bella, even though from day one, she has never been interested. That I agree with. Like it's time that he moves on. I also sort of admire that this is a way that he's choosing to move on. Sometimes you have to tell yourself the worst version of someone, right? Be like, well, it's Mm -hmm. fine that Julia and I aren't friends anymore because she's like too pretty, right? (sighs) Like you have to try to turn their qualities into negatives in order to move on. And so I feel like he's doing that. He's thinking negatively about Bella in order to cut the cord, which I think is Mm -hmm. actually healthy for him. I'm, I'm hoping he moves on. Yeah. And I wish Bella would do that with Edward. I wish Bella would be like, do you know what? I'm cold all the time and Edward never helped with that. God, Jacob is so warm. It's like having a heating pad. When I have my period, I just lay crisscross against him and use his torso as a heating pad for my lower abdomen. It's amazing. She planks on Jacob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any other moments of genuine enjoyment? Yeah, I was so validated about my word search book recommendation because she's so awkward in all of those homes the entire time she's staying there. It's like she doesn't pack a bag, you know? And I was like, we gave her the backpack. We gave her the word search book. She could be having a great time as a guest at these people's houses. Yeah, this all leads me to my first piece of advice, which is, Bella says at one point, like, when I was done studying calculus, I felt like I had to make awkward conversation with Billy because, like, social norms. But Billy didn't want to. And then she, like, sort of gets mad at Billy for disliking the same social norm that she also doesn't like. And I'm like, no, lean into it. Two quiet people. That's awesome. Bring a book. Like, Binge a whole book series. Maybe she doesn't know about romance novels, but she should. She's in one. (laughs) Anyway, I really think that she needs to just like read the whole Bridgerton series. A lot of it was out in 2005, dude. And it would be the nice thing to do for Billy. Billy doesn't want to babysit you. I know. It's I, I love when people come to my house and don't make me host them. Like, that is the best kind of guest is who's self-sufficient. Like, you can ask where to find a glass for your water. But other than that, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm resting in my house. So I'm your favorite guest. Exactly. I'm like, don't bother me. I'm napping 100% (laughs) of the time. Exactly. (laughs) What advice do you have? Well, my advice is touching on another Jacob Edward parallel, where I really do think that these... Two books are the same book just happening again. Jacob gets mad in a car ride upon hearing that James tried to kill Bella and bit her. And then he starts to shake and then he yells at Bella to distract him, which is the same thing as when Edward needed distractions after he was going to go murder those people who stalked Bella. And my advice to Jacob is to distract herself. (laughs) Like, turn the radio on. Listen to some Washington public radio. It's not Bella's job to make you feel better every second of every day. And it's certainly not Bella's job to make you feel better about her trauma. It's really the same thing. It's like the men get scared that they're not protecting Bella enough and then they make Bella make them feel better about it. Ugh, remember when Jacob was nothing like Edward? I know, I know. I still like Jacob more, but I'm trying to nip the disturbing patterns in the bud. What's your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is for Charlie. So Emily is a really good cook and a really good baker, and she brings over a cake to Billy's one night, and Charlie eats it. 
And it's so good that Charlie no longer thinks that Samuel Lee's gang is a threat. And I would like to say to Charlie, and actually to all police officers, that you shouldn't make police decisions based on baked goods. Those two things have nothing to do with each other. And I agree that you come to the right conclusion. But these kids shouldn't have ever been under particular surveillance. So it's weird that you were doing that. And now it's even weirder that you're deciding to take them out of surveillance because of your tummy. I think I found so annoying about that was Bella was like, finally, Charlie is convinced there's no gangs and forks as though she wasn't the one who planted that idea in his head. Like, Bella, you told him that. Like, it's not like he came up with that himself. Yeah. Everything about it is bad. Also, I would like to just say, as an aside, cake is amazing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Um, what's your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is to Jacob, and it's kind of on the similar self-harm piece we had been talking about earlier where Bella is talking about how werewolves can heal fast and he's like oh yeah want to see and then takes out a pocket knife and like is about to stab himself and my advice is just because you can heal fast doesn't mean you need to hurt yourself in order to show that so I'm thinking he should accidentally get injured and the next time that happens he can have a Polaroid camera take a photo you know, take another one 15 minutes later when it's fixed, carry them around in his wallet as though those are his pride and joy children and show them to people as needed. But to stab yourself with a pocket knife every time someone wants to see your circus werewolf trick is a bad strategy. Like it still hurts. Like just because it heals fast doesn't mean you're not stabbing yourself. Yeah, I was thinking about this this weekend because I was around some children who were daring each other to do dumb stuff to like make fun videos to post on TikTok. (laughs) And it felt similar to that. I was like, don't do dumb stuff to entertain your friends unless you're Johnny Knoxville and you've like figured out a way for MTV to pay you like buku bucks in the 90s to do it. And yes, I said buku bucks, which is a quote from Clueless, the 90s film, in order to put us in the frame of mind. I had no idea what you were talking about the whole time. So the 90s were a decade. The decade in which I was born? Uh Uh-huh. And there was a show called Jackass on MTV hosted by a man named Johnny Knoxville, who basically would turn himself into the werewolf version of himself and do dumb things, like have his friends push him in a shopping cart down a hill. It was like all of these like dumb stunts. But he like got super rich off of it. 
Like Jacob should only do this if there are financial rewards. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe I'm still not sure. I'm not sure either. It's not what I would want for my child. But I'm just saying that like Johnny Knoxville's the one guy who's figured out how to make money off of this. And if you're not Johnny Knoxville, don't do it. Yeah, don't do things for free that you can get paid for. I'm with you. And like none of them know the full extent of the magic. Maybe you only get to heal a hundred times and then you run out. I would be so stressed about that kind of stuff. Like, what if I get trapped as a werewolf forever? Maybe I should stop getting mad and shifting. Totally. It's like whenever I cross my eyes, I'm like, I should probably never do that again in case my face gets stuck like that. Or when you get the hiccups and you're like, it's never going to end. As we're talking about this, though, if you did get stuck as a werewolf, I feel like you'd be fine. Wouldn't you be one of those werewolves who just like sat in front of the fire and napped all day? Yeah, I would just try to become a house pet. (laughs) To live on my own in the woods by myself as a werewolf would be a nightmare for me. I would love to be pampered. What would you be like as a werewolf? What would I be like as a werewolf? Not if I got like stuck as a werewolf. Yeah, you can shift if you want. Okay, yeah. So the time that I would turn into a werewolf is mostly really appropriate because I go hiking with my dog every morning and I wear my big over-the-ear headphones and men still talk to me all the time, even though I am all by myself in the woods with headphones on, which I'm pretty sure is 17 international signs for I don't want to talk to you, sir. And every time a man would try to talk to me, I would turn into a werewolf and I would chase him away. Wow. Do be great at that. Thank you. I would break a lot of headphones. There has to be like a moo-moo of headphones. Yeah, I'd like to think that I would remember to take off the headphones, hang them on a branch, mm-hmm. chase the guy away. I would have to train Rory to sit near the headphones and wait for me, sort of like as a little flag. This is where you left your headphones. Mm-hmm. It would be a significant undertaking, but it would be worth it. Do you have anything in your Twilight Diary? Yeah. I have some things. Can you explain the Quill situation to me? So Quill so sad because he is not a werewolf and mm-hmm. he's all alone. But in this chapter, we find out that he's definitely going to turn into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Like they're all just sitting around waiting. Why aren't they talking to him and warning him? Maybe they're going to throw him a surprise party. <laughs> okay, that would be so cute. Would he wear a crown? I love yeah. when you make the like... The main guest of the party wear a crown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or a sash. Charlie would make a cake instead of Emily. He'd be like, what's your recipe, Emily? He'd come with one. Charlie couldn't come to the party. It's a werewolf celebration party. Maybe he just thinks it's figurative. Oh, (laughs) that it's like some, like they exploit how dumb Charlie is about native culture. (laughs) And is like, it's a symbolic werewolf party. It's like a bat mitzvah (laughs) coming of age event. (laughs) Okay. And then my other question from my Twilight Diary is this. Bella gets into the water after she jumps. And she is like, oh, I didn't think to be scared of the water. What was she scared of? Because the only scary part about a height is the landing. No. Oh, my God. You're not afraid of heights, are you? No, I'm not. Yeah, no, it's just scary to be up high. Because of what can happen when you fall, which is land in water really hard that's cold and might have an undertow. No, no, just to fall would be scary. Oh. If I were to jump off a crane onto a giant, luxurious down pillow, I would still be afraid to do it. That is so illogical to be afraid of the air. 
People are afraid of spiders. Like, what the hell's a spider going to do to you? You don't rag on them. But you and kill you. I think your fear is dumb and all of my fears are logical. So You're supposed to, like, tell me that my feelings are valid, not dumb. <laughs> your feelings are valid. Thank you. Did you have anything in your Twilight Diary? Yeah, I, as always, came prepared with some research. Bella compares what Edward did to her with James's bite, like what people do with venom in a snake bite. And I was like, people can't really think that sucking venom out of a snake bite is real and effective. So I Googled it. Is it not? It's not effective. Why are you looking surprised? (laughs) Because it's in like a movie. Yeah, it's in a lot of movies, but it doesn't work. It also would be so gross, but that's beyond the point. So yeah, you basically just have to go get anti-venom. And a tourniquet also doesn't work. You're basically out of luck. Which gets to my point that things like snakes and spiders are scary. Yeah. However, I also learned that most snake bites are because drunk men try to pick up snakes and then they get bitten. And that of those, it's because these people have cobras, like pet cobras that then murder them. So like, don't get a pet cobra. Yeah. Also, I would like to shout out all the pet cobras that have been like stolen from their natural habitats, put into a cage, and then their drunk owner tries to pick them up and they kill them. Again, we are anti-vigil, anti-justice, but this actually just seems like they are victims of kidnap and are taking their opportunity to escape. Cobras are outside the law. Okay, what do you want to put in her care package? I am going to send Bella a set of professional sandcastle carving tools because she spends all this time at the beach bored. She jumps off some logs. She stares at the ocean and she doesn't like it there. So I'm thinking instead of that, she can invest in a new hobby and build wonderful, wonderful sandcastles. So can you explain to me what professional sandcastle tools are versus amateur sandcastle tools? Well, there are professional sandcastle builders. I'm sorry. They're sand sculptors. (laughs) Um, (laughs) These sand artists sell their own professional grade tools. And I only want to get Bella the best. I did not know that there were professional sand artists. What's in your care package? So at one point in this chapter, Bella asks Jacob how fast he gets to go. And he says, I don't know. What can I use to measure it? And so I looked into it and it turns out that since Bella is a woman in STEM, she would probably want to measure his exact speed. And there are speedometers that can lock when they hit their high speed. So they keep locking until they hit their high speed. And then when you slow down, it'll show you what your fastest speed was. So I think that we should make Jacob a speedometer that he clips onto himself like a Fitbit Mm -hmm. so that even when he gets big, it somehow stays on him. And then Bella and he can find out how fast he actually goes. Why don't you just attach a Fitbit to his moo-moo? It can't be a Fitbit. I want to know his speed. No, no. But Fitbits tell you your max speed. Soup, soup, soup. They do? Yeah, totally. I didn't know that. Well, I'm just going to get Bella Fitbit to attach to Jacob so that they can do a science experiment. I mean, the other strategy is just run by one of those road things. Yeah, but they would have to steal one of those road things and move it to a remote location so nobody would catch them. If you're fast enough, no one will catch you anyways. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen next chapter? 
I I don't think Bella dies. Good. I think she comes out of the water after being like, I'm dying. I love you, Edward. And Edward is there. He's like manifested. And he's like, I love you too. And they kiss? Yeah. And she's so cold from the water. He's like, you're already basically a vampire. Why don't I just give you a twin bite and turns her into a vampire? Wow. Fun. Vampire Bella next chapter. Can't wait to see her. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a delicious cake from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I am faster than the speed of light. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.